Hi, friends. Welcome to the Liz Teach Podcast. I am so glad that you have joined me for this episode. I have to tell you that it has been a struggle to get to this microphone for this podcast. I have already started this episode four times. I had a couple of coughing attacks. That's just today. Not to mention that for the past couple of weeks, I've just been struggling to get my thoughts together, my heart together to give this message. And it's going to be confrontational. Uh, you might not say amen a lot of times, or you might because you can relate. But in Jesus' name, you're going to receive freedom from a particular distraction in your life and you will be able to focus and hear God and do what God has asked you to do and not be distracted by the same thing over and over. This podcast in particular is reaching those and hopefully is going to reach those that have been praying and praying for loved ones. And uh, I think we all have somebody that we're praying for as far as them having Jesus as the Lord and Savior of their life, Lord especially of their life because, you know, we can say we're saved and we go to church, but is Jesus our Lord? Is he the one that is in charge of our life? Is he the one that rules or is it our emotions, our feelings, our desires, our wants? Where are we? And so we're all praying for someone that we want them to completely surrender to the Lord. But to what extent are we doing that? Are we praying manipulative prayers? Are we doing manipulative things to try to get them to love Jesus, <laughs> to try to get them to uh, love the, the one that we love, uh, to go to church, whatever it may be? And so today I want to talk about the swine distraction. Buckle up. <laughs> That's what I have to say. Buckle up uh, because uh, the Lord really has been... Uh, you know what comes to mind? He's been trying my life, <laughs> talking to me about certain things. But I know that I am in a season as I have adult children and, you know, I have my grandson. And so, uh, you know, and I'm single at the moment. I, I'm in a point of my life where I can dedicate more time with the Lord. I can pray. I can stand in the gap for others like never before uh, because I am not raising kids. I don't have a husband to answer to yet. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, you know, I have time. And so what am I doing with that time? What am I doing with my prayer time? Am I listening to God or am I so concerned about the swine that I am spending all my time trying to win the swine? All right, here we go. What verse am I talking about? Some of you that read your word know what I'm talking about, but here we go. It is in Matthew 7, 6. And it says, do not give dogs what is holy and do not throw your pearls before pigs. Other versions say swine, lest they trample them underfoot and turn to attack you. Hmm, that doesn't sound good, huh? In the Passion Translation, it says, who would hang earrings on a dog's ear or throw pearls in front of wild pigs? They'll only trample them under their feet and then turn around and tear you to pieces. And so 
where am I going with this? So uh, what is happening is sometimes we're focusing so much on reaching the people that we love that are lost. And we're throwing those pearls to them, the pearls of wisdom, the pearls of truth, the pearls of knowledge. We are just exhausting ourselves. And if we're honest, we're trying to manipulate them into the kingdom of God by the things we say and the things we do. But in reality, they're not listening and they don't want to listen. That's the hard part, right? Uh, Realizing that they have a disdain for the gospel. They don't want to hear about it. They don't want to know the truth. And we are just exhausting ourselves, going after them, pursuing them, chasing them. And in reality, God is like, just hand them over to me. Just leave it be. You have spoken the truth. You have said the truth. Now just believe that there is a seed of truth there. I need you to focus on people that actually want to hear about me. Let me deal with the rebellious. Let me deal with the unrighteous because that's where they they are at that point. When they are refusing to acknowledge the truth, when they are refusing to receive the truth. And so we have to hand them over to God. We have to hand them over to God. I don't know about about you, but as a parent, as an aunt, um, you know, sometimes my heart gets overwhelmed for my family members. And that's not the kind of prayers that God wants us to pray. That's not the kind of uh, intercession that he wants us to do. He wants us to be burdened, but not to the point where we're losing sleep, we're worried, we're so concerned that they're not going to surrender to the Lord. No, there comes a point where we have to stop throwing pearls to swine. And that sounds so harsh. I don't even like saying it, but it's the truth. Or you can have friends that you've worked for for years. They see your testimony. They see how good God is. Doesn't it break? And and it breaks your heart, doesn't it? That they refuse to receive the Lord. They refuse to receive the truth. Stop allowing yourself to be distracted by that. You've spoken the truth. You're living the truth. You have to believe in Jesus' name that his word is not going to return back void. You have to believe that. And now focus on those that are hungry and seeking and need freedom and need deliverance and actually are pursuing it. I have people that will text me, that will send me messages. Liz, what does this mean? Liz, can you pray for this? Liz, how can I seek this? Those are the ones that they're hungry and desiring. And so we need to focus on them. And, and, you know, because a lot of time the swine, they already know the truth. They just don't want to abide in it. They just don't want to uh, do what it takes to surrender. They're overthinking surrender. And what does that mean? And if I say yes to Jesus, they're just running, 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 running from what God has for them. Let God catch them. Let God catch them. You're exhausting yourself. You're exhausting your mind, your heart. Some of you even get sick over this. That's not godly. I don't understand when people say, I pray for my family, I pray for my friends, I'm just so sick to my stomach, the life that they're living. What are you doing? That's not godly prayers. Godly prayers and godly intercession should not lead us to be sick. 
Let me tell you, immediately when I feel some anxiousness over a situation in my family or with friends that I love and I feel anxiousness, uh-uh. I say, no, Lord, uh, no, Lord, I give it to you. Uh-uh, I'm not getting sick over anybody, especially not swine <laughs> that refuse, that refuse the beautiful, beautiful word of the gospel that refuse the love of God. And you just know that they have experienced God's love. They've seen it. They know it. They will even say, I know that this is only because of God, but they refuse to make him Lord. They know this. And so I'm not going to get sick over people like that. I hand them over to the Lord. And I know some of you might be saying, no, but Liz, God, he goes after the one. We love that, right? Oh, he left the 99 to go after me. Yeah, but that one was lost. He wasn't hiding. You got that? That one from the hundred was lost. He was not hiding. Lost mean that they're unable to find their way. They don't know where they're at. The swine know where they're at. They know where they're at. They're, they are actually hiding from God. So we have to leave them to God. We have to leave them to God. It's not for us to just constantly be making ourselves sick of over those that refuse to hear the truth, refuse to receive the truth, hand them over to God. And I'm going to get to a, a point and I'm going to read something from the scripture in a moment about hope, praying that God doesn't then hand them over to the enemy, but we want them to just, we release them to God. I don't know about you, but I know that there's people that God wants me to reach. And there's probably people in your own family that are hungry for the Lord. And you're so focused on uh, the lost one, quote unquote, lost one. You're so focused on the prodigal that you can't see the one that's actually hungry for the Lord. Uh, and in my personal life, I'm on to the next generation. I'm on to the grandsons, the grandnieces, the grandnephews. I, I moved on to the next generation. My family was raised in the Lord. We've known the Lord all of our lives. We've known the truth. You know, we, we've known. And so I've taught the truth. I give the wisdom. And now it's, it's in their hands whether to activate it or not, whether to accept it or not. And so their rebellious heart, I give it to the Lord. Their lack of desire to surrender to the Lord, that, that's God's job to convict them. And it's not for me to, oh, if I only say this verse. Now, don't get me wrong. If God puts something in my heart, I do say it. And, and oh, I'll put it in a family chat or I'll send it to that friend if God puts something in my heart. But I am not going to daily and continually strive to get people to love the Lord when they are refusing to hear the truth or accept the truth. I know that's hard. Even let's look at the story of the prodigal son. The story of the prodigal son, the father didn't go chasing after him. The father was waiting for him. The father was waiting for him and the prodigal son found himself without nothing. He had to get to the point where he had nothing. He was in an actual pig pen. He was an actual swine, an actual pig in the pig pen. That's what he had to come to. And so we have to get to the point where we trust God 
that they're going to get, the people we love and we're praying for, they're going to get but so far. And in Jesus' name, they're going to come to themselves like the prodigal son did and run to the father. Run to the father. You don't see in the scripture that the father was chasing after them. No, the father was waiting with expectation. And so we wait with expectation for those that we love to come to themselves and remember that they were not born to be swine. They were not born to be pigs. They were not born to be dogs. They were born to be children of God. God has a purpose for their life. God has a purpose for their life in Jesus name. And so it even, and you know, the verse, as I was reading the verse, it's really interesting because it says how, you know, uh, they will trample them underfoot and turn to attack you. So they not only don't want to listen to the truth, but they have a way just to, uh, 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 trample on the truth, make the truth something else, uh, than what it originally was to fit themselves. And then they'll attack you for telling them the truth. I don't want to hear it. No, 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 that's not the way it is. Uh, God loves me anyway. This is the way God made me. That's how they're trampling the truth. God loves everybody. He understands. I'm only human, all these things. And then when you tell them the truth, they get upset. They get upset. The, instead of being convicted, they say we're judging. They feel condemned. That's the enemy that they're allowing the word to change. And we have to pray that they would receive the word. But we cannot continue to strive, to manipulate, to get sick over people that don't want to hear the truth. We get so upset with what's going on in the world. Oh my God. And there are people that are actually hungry. Oh, people that are actually hungry. People that don't know the truth. People that have never lived in the truth. People that didn't grow up in the truth and they desire something and they don't know what it is. And we have to tell them. We have to tell them. We have to tell them. There are people that God will put in your heart to pursue because he knows that they have a heart that wants to be pursued. They have a heart that wants to be pursued. God sees something in them. But we have to stop being distracted by people, by situations that don't want to change. We have to leave it in God's hands. We have to leave it in God's hands. We have to allow that prodigal to find themselves in the pig pen. We have to allow ourselves to, um, or we have to allow ourselves to find peace until that prodigal gets to the end of their rope. And it's not easy. I'm sure it was not easy for my parents that raised me in the Lord to see the life that I was living, to see the life that I was living to see how far I had gone from what they had raised me in. And so they had to pray. And it was when my parents simultaneously without them knowing said, God, we're done that God did something. Do we know better than God? Let me share an experience that happened recently. Uh, I was at a, uh, deliverance training 
And during the deliverance training, we were praying for one another about fears. That was the subject that we were going to pray. Uh, we were going to train on one another and, uh, uh, oh, wow. What an experience. And as the young woman was uh, praying over me uh, about fears, I, I really didn't believe I had any fears. Uh, and so she's, but God is, uh, is <laughs> he's so much bigger. I just love it. it. The importance of surrendering, like, God, I don't think so, but hey, here we go, right? Uh, and so uh, she's praying over me and she, you know, the fear of death and, and she was about to continue. And then she said the fear of premature death. And I was like, oh, wait a second. And that for resonated in my spirit. It's like, oh, my goodness, yes, pray about that. And so for who, I don't know how many know my story, and uh, but my husband uh, died on my bathroom floor uh, 13 years ago in a matter of minutes, and he was uh, 47 years old. I was 42 at the time. It's been 13 years. Uh, and so he was gone, like just in the blink of an eye is what it felt. And so uh, I didn't realize, or maybe I did, and I just, you know, pushed it away. I did not want to die prematurely because I didn't want to leave my children alone. Now they're adults, and even still, like, I don't want to leave them alone. And so God had to deal with that. But he specifically told me, you believe that your presence in their life matters more than mine. Yes, he did. <laughs> yes, he did. You believe that your presence is more effective in their life than mine. I'm telling you, he's been dealing with me about letting go. He's been dealing with me. And I was like, God, please forgive me. Absolutely not. If I leave this earth, you are still with them. You can still convict them. You can still convict people I love. My, of course, they would miss me. Hello. <laughs> of course, I mean something to be to them, but God is still alive and God can still um, bless them and save them and deliver them and heal them while I'm enjoying heaven. <laughs> uh, and so and, and honestly, it's such a um, it, it's such a thought that I never thought I had and it was so odd, but it makes sense, right? Because of the trauma that we went through and because of my closeness to my children and my grandson, for me, it's like, oh my God, they would suffer so much, but God, and I know that when I close my eyes, I will see him uh, when I open my eyes. When I close my eyes for the last time, I will see the Lord. And so is that where we're at? We're praying so hard and, and we believe that if we just let them go in God's hands and allow God to do whatever he wants, that it's going to be some disaster that they can't come back from. That's a lie of the enemy. And we, in Jesus name, that we will just get away from that fear that that coworker, if we get a new job, who's going to talk to them about the Lord, that that person that we didn't give a message to in Walmart, who's going to tell them about the Lord. We are not greater than God. We are not greater than God. And so we need to just release them and release ourselves. The pearls of God's word, the pearls of truth, there are people that desire them and are waiting for them. And I want to read uh, the scripture from Romans because this is what I'm praying over people that I love now that I release them to God, but I pray that God won't release them. And it's in Romans 1, and it's a few verses. It's 18 to 28, but it's important for us to just really read this so that 
um, we are aware, right? And it says in uh, starting verse 18, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made. So they are without excuse. This is even talking about, look, you're looking at creation. Where do you think that came from? That even that should cause us to think and ask, there has to be a God. Where is this God? I need to know this God. Verse 21, for although they knew God, okay, here we go, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking, futile, foolish in their own thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. There are even people that knew the truth and now they're, you know, into new age stuff. They knew the truth and into new age stuff. And pray for them and we pray without ceasing, but we don't pray with striving. We don't pray with pain. Come on. We have to do better. We have to, we either trust God or we don't. And trust me that I have been preaching this to myself over and over again, but I tell you, there is such peace in surrendering the swine to the Lord. <laughs> there is such peace in surrendering the unrighteous to the Lord. There is such peace in surrendering the fools to the Lord. And so we need to surrender them. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images. I read that already. Sorry. 24. <laughs> Therefore, God gave them up in the lusts of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. They make idols of things make idols of things and worship those things and depend on those things. This is me talking, not the scripture. <laughs> they depend on those things more than God, more than God. And you know what happens is, is because they don't want to have faith because they want something tangible. We, I need to be able to touch something, physically look at something. And we have to pray that faith would arise in them, that they would rather just live in faith than having to touch real things constantly to believe that there is a God, to believe that somebody is on their side. In Jesus' name, that faith would arise in them. Okay? Verse 26, for this reason, God gave them up to dishonorable passions for their women exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to nature. And the men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another. Men committing shameless act with men and receiving in themselves the due penalty for their error. We see this now, don't we? It's getting worse and worse. And what's happening also is like we've watered down truth. We've watered down truth. So we, we have, we're not even giving pearls sometime. 
We're not even giving pearls sometimes. So you can't say that you've been throwing pearls to swine because you haven't been giving pearls. You've been giving flowers. You've been giving this Jesus that's like, oh, he's so wonderful all the time. And so, oh, yes, and don't worry. He's not going to convict you of your sin. No, there's a heaven, there's a hell. Decide. <laughs> Jesus has a better way. He loves you. He has a better way. Those are the pearls. Those are the pearls that we need to give. Jesus came to save this world for God so loved the world. But if there is no surrender, if we don't make Jesus the Lord of our life, there is a hell. It, it, that's just the way it is. If we don't repent, if we do not repent, God, Jesus is not going to be Lord of our lives. And so <laughs> examine if you have been throwing pearls and maybe we're not confronting with love and giving truth and love. And that's why there's no change in the people you've been speaking to. Truth and love, because the word of God, just as how it is, is what brings conviction, not our version. Oh, I don't want to go too strong because, you know, no, stop it. Stop it. We don't want blood on our hands that people are, are going to hell. People are not receiving deliverance because we're watering down the gospel. Are we feeding itching ears? No. Yeah, no, no. Immediately no. <laughs> Verse 28. And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not to be done. And this is where I'm at. I'm asking God, don't let the people I love, the people I'm praying for, go so far that you just give up on them. That you get so tired. And let me tell you something. Because of Jesus, God's mercy is so great. So great. But sometimes people are really pushing his buttons. Like they get deeper and deeper into sin with their actions and then with their words, I don't want God, I don't need God, I don't want to surrender to God. We have to pray that God's mercy will continue to extend to them, but that God will do what he needs to do so that they would not be lost. I That's what I'm praying. God, don't let them go. I've let them go. Don't let them go. Don't let them go, God. Mercy, just one more day. Mercy, just one more day, God. Talk to them. Persecute them, Lord. It, wherever they go, if they don't want to hear my words, if they don't want to hear your words, my friend, that God would send somebody in Walmart, that God would send somebody to their, to their job. I, I even pray about dreams. God, persecute them in their dreams. Persecute them in their dreams in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And so it says, and since they did not uh, see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not to be done. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. They are gossip, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Though they know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them but give approval to those who practice them. Isn't that sad? To get to such a point that they know, but they know they know the truth, but they will knowingly do the opposite. 
And so that's what we need to pray is God, don't let them get this far. God, don't let my husband get this far. God, don't let my wife get this far. God, don't let my children get this far. God, don't let my grandchildren get this far. Don't let me get this far. Jesus, please convict me with truth. Jesus, convict them with your truth. You know, uh, I want to read these verses in John 1. It's John 1, 10 to 13. It says, he was in the world and the world was made through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to his own and his own people did not receive him. His own people did not receive him, the word of God says. So mom, dad, stop stressing that your kids are not receiving, that your grandkids are not receiving the truth that you're giving. Give them over to the Lord. He understands he knows that. He knows the rejection of his, of his word, of his sacrifice firsthand. He was on that cross looking at people rejecting him. He was on that cross. He made the ultimate sacrifice. So moms, dads, grandparents, friends, he understands. But let them go. Let him deal with them. Let him bring them. Let him uh, allow them to go just so far so that they know, uh-uh, I need to come back. We spread truth and love. But let's not continue to be distracted by the swine. It continues to say in that John chapter 1, 10 to 13, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God who were born not of blood nor of the will of the flesh nor of the will of man, but of God. You can't will somebody to love Jesus. You can't will somebody to surrender to Jesus. Only God can do that. And that's why we need to change how we pray. We need to change how we approach the swine. <laughs> we need to learn. We need to allow that prodigal to get to the pig pen. Sometimes we're uh, helping them so much and covering them so much that Jesus is like, when can I get in? When are you going to let me do something? When are you going to allow me to do something? And so we're distracted by these things, by these people. We're so distracted. And God has people that uh, he's sending to us that desire him, that want to live in righteousness, and that we need to teach, to reach, to pray for, to bring deliverance for. That's what we need to do. We're distracted. We're distracted to the point that we're not even feeding ourselves. Our prayer time is only about praying for the swine. We're not even praying for our situations. We're not praying uh, for those that we're mentoring that are desiring the Lord. We're, we're just so distracted because our hearts hurt for them. And that's okay. And we continue to love. Don't you dare, you know. Now start calling these people swine and I'm letting you go. Uh, the Liz Teach podcast told me <laughs> I'm letting you know we don't stop loving them. Well, but we stop striving and manipulating in our prayers and our actions because we're just so over it. 
And also sometimes you keep throwing pearls at them because maybe you're a leader, you're a pastor, you're a pastor's wife, or you lead a, a life group and, and your children and your husband and your wife is lost. And there's such shame in that. Stop it. That's a lie of the enemy. In Jesus' name, they will find their way. Continue to love and pray, but stop exhausting yourself. Stop distracting yourself with it. Sometimes in your own family, right, you have that kid that's the bad kid, and your focus is, is so much on the bad kid that the good one gets lost. What, God, no, God is like, feed my sheep. There are sheep that want to be fed. There are sheep that want to be fed. There are sheep that desire my presence, that desire of me. And so that we would open our eyes to that, to the sheep, and leave the swine to the Lord. I told you this was not an easy word. <laughs> I told you. But I know that some of you are going to receive deliverance because of this. Deliverance from a weight that you've been carrying, a burden that you've been carrying that belongs to the Lord. He loves them more than you did. He sent his son to die for them in Jesus' name. And what our prayer needs to be, God, don't let them get too far. Don't give up on them. I give them to you. I'm not giving up on them. I give them to you. You don't give up on them in Jesus' name. Don't give up on my husband. Don't give up on my wife. Don't give up on my children, my grandchildren, my coworkers. Don't give up. Don't give up. We need to pray prayers that sometimes scare. God, do whatever you have to do, but bring them to you. Don't let them leave this earth without salvation. Don't let them leave this earth without fulfilling their purposes in Jesus' name. Do whatever you have to do. I trust you because you love them. You won't let them get too far in Jesus' name. Don't hand them over to their sin, Father. Don't hand them over to their foolishness, Father. That's what we need to pray in Jesus' name. And, Father, that they would finally see that they are in a pig pen, that they would come to themselves, that they would awaken and realize that they're surrounded by filth, when in reality they can be surrounded by your glory, by your presence, by your love, by, ah, oh, so awesome. And that's the, the gospel that I want to live. I want to live out a gospel that others will desire, but it is not my responsibility to make them desire it. I want to live a gospel that is love and truth, truth even when it's hard, but truth and love. I want to live that gospel that people would desire, but it is not my responsibility to cause them to desire it. That's the job of the Holy Spirit. We need to stop being these little mini Holy Spirits for people. God has taught me so much in the last uh, couple of years, especially with adult children, uh, because I always want to say something, hence why I have a podcast. <laughs> Nobody can tell me to shut up. <laughs> you can turn me off, but I keep talking. <laughs> because with adult children and nieces and nephews, I have to hand them over to God. And sometimes the guy will burn something in my heart and my, in my soul about them or in prayer. And it's not always to be spoken. It's to pray. And recently he's been giving me dreams about stuff and it's like, Oh God. And it's to pray and to intercede and then leave it to God. We cannot cause anybody. We can't make anybody to desire Jesus, but in Jesus name that we would live in such a way 
that whether they like it or not, they see in us something that they should desire in Jesus name, that they would see something in us that they should desire and that would convict them to live better. Uh, I think I said this in my last podcast. I'm not sure. Uh, but, uh, Jackie Hill Perry had this aunt, uh, and Jackie Hill Perry, if you're not familiar with her, you must be living under a rock, but anyway, find her on Instagram. She lived a gay lifestyle for uh, many, many years, but she had this one aunt, this one godly aunt that just loved on her and prayed for her. And she said every time she was around her, she felt convicted of her sin. She didn't feel unloved, but she felt convicted of her sin. And Jesus name that we, when we are around others, that they would feel convicted that they're not living a life that is surrendered to the Lord. Convicted, not condemned, convicted that they're not living a life uh, that is surrendered to the Lord. And so my friends, pray those prayers, release your family, release the swine to the Lord, <laughs> give them to the Lord. He knows what to do with them, but ask him not to let them go. Don't let them go in their foolishness in Jesus name, in Jesus name. And so mamas and papas and grandmas and grandpas, God hears your prayers. God, he's your, hears your prayers. Let him do his work and you do the work that he has called you to do. You reach the lost. They need to be found. You reach <laughs> the one that is lost, that is not hiding. They're just lost. They don't know the way. They're not hiding. Reach those. Go after those and let God deal with those that refuse to hear. Ask God, ask the Holy Spirit to open their ears and open their hearts and open, Lord, that I pray that, uh, you know, there are certain family members that I pray that they would have that Damascus encounter like Saul had before he became Paul. And Paul's life was then not easy, but he fulfilled God's call on his life. I pray that that deaf and mute spirit that doesn't allow them to call out to the Lord, that it would be removed from their lives in Jesus' name. When we release that agony of people that refuse to love Jesus, then the spirit can show us and teach us and lead us how to actually pray for them. And for me, I'm like, God, I don't even need to be the one that reaches them. I don't need to be the one, you know, I, one time I heard a, a father say, I, I, I want to be the one that leads my, my child to the Lord. Stop it. <laughs> Is it about you or about, the, or about the salvation of the child? I don't care if my uh, children meet Jesus in a gas station. If my nieces and nephews meet Jesus when they're in bush gardens and some random person <laughs> leads them to, I don't care. I just want them to surrender to the Lord. I just want them to have a relationship with the Lord. It's not about me. It's not about me. So let's release them to the Lord. You'll stop having those migraines, those anxiety attacks. Your body will stop, uh, you know, falling apart when you release that anxiousness over your unsaved loved ones to the Lord. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. All right, my friends. Yay, I released. I'm done. I did it, Jesus. <laughs> I finally did it, Jesus. Please share this with someone that you know will... Uh, receive it and needs it. And so that they also can receive deliverance and find peace knowing that God, God has them in Jesus name. 
Have an amazing day, my friends. Until next time, this is Liz on the Liz Teach Podcast. God bless you.